Buenos días, good morning, and this is Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez and my co-host, my brother, my friend and partner, Tim Flirty. This is the talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truth of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. And welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Walls. I am Tim Flaherty, and I'm here with my co-host, Pastor Israel Rodriguez. How do you say Beyond the Walls in Spanish, Tim? Something like, Fuera de las cuatro paredes. Outside the four walls is the closest translation. I got cuatro. Cuatro, yeah. I got cuatro Fuera de las cuatro paredes. Bienvenidos. Welcome. This is another episode of Beyond the Walls. Israel, I'm Tim Flaherty. And Pastor Dukan, welcome back. Thank Th you. Thank you for being here with us from all the way from Trinidad and Tobago, the Twin Islands. Yeah. You know, every week we kind of start the episode with a question that's been on my mind. And, and this, you know, last week we talked about gambling. We talked about my visit to the Indian Reservation and, 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 and you know, what that sort of stirred up in me. And, and this, this week I've been thinking about if the love of money is the root of all evil then how do you define success if i think sometimes in america we feel just so much pressure to be financially successful and and maybe it's just me maybe it's just how i was raised maybe it's just my uh, childhood my family but we we work hard make money that's how you define success how does the how does the Bible define success? Well, success is something that when you look at the world, they define success or measure success based on what you drive, what kind of education you have, what kind of money that you have in the bank, what kind of car you drive. So they define you as success. Now, I think the best way to define success is to talk to God about it. So I personally ask God, what is success? Uh, early in my Christian life, that's one of the questions because it has puzzled me uh, what success really is. And so the Lord asks me some, or some questions and answer it immediately. So he says, do you think that success is, is about having money? having things. And God said to me, success is not about life because Jesus said, life doesn't consist of the abundance of things you possess. That's not life. It doesn't give you real happiness. There's something that is just a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness comes from the word happen, which means to say that if you buy a new brand car, and you're happy, then if the car shut down in the middle of the town, you will not be able to come out because you're shame. The happiness just disappear. That's what temporary success and temporary happiness you get from materialism. And so really, joy is something that is quite different to happiness. Joy comes from God. And despite the fact of, of having your car shut down, you're able to still come out and still have joy inside your heart. 
say it another way, peace be the journey, no? Yes. Well, it makes me think uh, about that uh, you have to to, fo- to feed, to legs. Yes. You're healthy. You can walk. You can uh, wake up. You're healthy. It is about perspectives, you know. It makes you realize. Just put your feet on the ground. Count your blessings. The glass is not empty. It's not half empty. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's halfway, but it's half full, half you know. Full. So perspectives. I think we have to find that perspective in almost everything that we do. And, and, you know, I was reminded just thinking about this topic about several years ago when, when we were trying to buy a building for our charity. And of course, you know, we didn't know where we were going to get this money from and we had been saving and we thought we had made a deal and, and then the deal fell apart and we had nothing all in an instant. And the only thing we had was to pray to God that some way he would provide for us. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we did that, the moment we did that, everything was taken care of. And within 30 days, we owned the building that we were trying to buy. God had provided, and it was amazing. And with that, we'll be right back. Estegos needs volunteers. Come and volunteer at our community warehouse. We need help with sorting, building, organizing, and displaying our extensive inventory of products. We can even host your church or business volunteers as well. If you're interested, reach out by email to harry at estegos.org. That's H-A-R-I at estegos.org or call 208-230-9706. 208-230-9706. So we're back here with Beyond the Walls and with Pastor Dukin and Ram Prasad from Trinidad and Tobago, pastor of the Tableland Open Bible Church in Trinidad. So Dukin, we heard you earlier saying that you were working for the government and the uh, and drawings and being an architect. By the way, something you hated it when you were a kid. I don't know how you ended up doing that, but long story short, what was that turning point from this job that is paying the bills, that is uh, bringing food to your table, to an unexpected living by faith walk with the Lord as a pastor at Table Land Open Bible Church? Picture this. A small church in a Hindu community, 99% of the people Hindu in the jungle of Trinidad and Tobago, like all you see around is butchers. <laughs> you don't have any ideas. There's a church building there. I mean, how were those? Uh, how was the calling before uh, going into that church to be a pastor? How? When do you feel God called you to do that? Well, uh, even though I worked, I never really liked my work. But I couldn't understand why God was saying, you have to stay in there for a while. After coming out of work, I realized that God had me for a purpose there because I had the opportunity to sit down with the with those officials, the, uh, the, the local government uh, um, ministers there, I had the opportunity of sitting in their meetings and talking with them. I had the opportunity of having a service for over 20 years, ministering the gospel to people there who mostly are unsafe people. So 20 years there. I believe God had me to stay there for 42 years. And even during the time, 
I was pastoring, it was very, very um, difficult for me to do that. But eventually God pulled me out of it in terms of resigned from the work and started full-time in the the ministry. So it was really a transaction there. But when when I got saved, I didn't know I was going to be a pastor. I know I had that zeal to preach Jesus. That's all I knew, not knowing what was going to happen in, in, in Christianity. So you have this open invitation to uh, become and be the pastor of this church where your brother was the former pastor and this uh, Hindu community. How was the, 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 the welcome reception for you, you know, when, when you showed up in that church and said, this is the new pastor we have? Uh, it, it was not it was not a good welcome into the church because as soon as I went in the church uh, two weeks after half of the people left or even more than half of the people probably three quarters of the people left just left me with a few people because they say hey, you uh, your brother you might do the same thing that he did I can't say what he did but they say you will be the same thing that has proven wrong after 37 years. Well, and, and how about the people from the community? Because this is a Christian church in a Hindu community. What was the cultural shock there in terms of knowing you were a former, somehow, Hindu religious person now being a pastor there? Well, even up to today, I have not had much breakthrough in the community. Because most people come from outside of the community um, to our church, so... It's still that that area where Hindus are, have predominance in the area. Do you have good relationships with, with the people in the community? Sure, I have good relationship with uh, most of the people, except in one area, I am banned. I can't go there. There's an area I am. It's impossible for me to go. The moment I go there, they would do probably harm. So there's one place that I can't go. Do you, now. do you feel your life has? had any kind of threat in, in that particular area you're banned? In that area, my life is, is, is threatened because they warned me several times, don't come to preach the gospel there. So it was just a matter of differences with the message you were bringing and the message they Of course, they because had. they worship a tree, they're Hindus, and they don't want anybody come to convert uh, their people. So that's the reason why it was a drug area. It was a murder area. area people commit murders. So as a result of that, um, they don't want change. And so that's why I had so much problems. From this small community of Tableland and, and, and this church that started with just a handful of people to being a preacher on the TV ministry, broadcasting live and recording episodes and programs from that from that stage over there, where, where where do you get the money? Because you don't have people. It seems to me like if you think about a capitalist church model, you don't have people, you don't have resources. How can you pay a TV program that goes around the world, you know, and, and, and do all these things for the glory of God? I, I still don't understand it. But I, I know I'm called to do that. Uh, called in the sense that I didn't know I would have been on TV ministry because my present national director in Open Bible Standard Churches in our country, walked up at me one day after I'd been just an elder in the church and just looked at me and says, asked a question. He said, do you think that you would be involved in media ministry? 
I said, I don't know. I just want to talk about Jesus, preach Jesus and all of that. And he said he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And the Lord spoke to him and said, you're going to be the man. And it took 16 years after what he said came to pass that I had my first local TV program. Now, then I went into international. That's 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 um, Inspiration TV. Probably I was the only pastor in the entire Caribbean that had an international television program. The money, I can't explain the money. I don't know. Those bills are extremely high. If I would ask you how that worked, I don't know. But I teach biblical economics anywhere I go around the world. And I says, if you put first things first, always first things first, you don't have no problem with what comes after. And my principle ever since in my life, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Meaning to say, whatever God called you to do, you just put God first and do what he called you to do, and he will supply the finances. And that's big money you're talking about in a small church. Big money. It's not easy to explain how it come, but it come. I've never begged, I've never borrowed Never raised barbecue, never asked on TV for any money, and I paid all my bills up to today. Well, praise the Lord for that. You know, as we were talking beyond the walls, taking the message of hope, of salvation, of transformation of Jesus Christ, going around the world, going into different languages, I mean, no limitation for this, and God is the source, and he continued to provide him the resources to pay for that. I think it's such an interesting philosophy and such an interesting you know, point of view that, that you bring up that we always forget. And I want to hear more about that when we come right back. Hello, KBXL listeners. This is Dave McGarrett from Deer Flat Church. I'm inviting you to join us this Sunday, November 5th at 3 o'clock at the Capitol Steps in Boise for a Idaho Stands with Israel rally. Would you please get this on your Facebook page and send it to your email list? All supporters of Israel and the Jewish people are welcome. We need to have a great turnout of God's people. I can't wait to see you this Sunday. And we're back with Beyond the Walls. I'm Tim Flaherty, your co-host with Pastor Israel Rodriguez. And you, uh, we before the break, we were talking about doing the first things first and f- seek first the kingdom of God. And I think what's really interesting, and not a lot of people know this about me, I would say, but I used to work in a homeless shelter. And a homeless man once said to me that you have to do your part with the little you have in order for God to trust you with more. And what he was talking about in in the greater conversation that we had thereafter was, you know, a lot of people say, well, when I have a million dollars, I'll give $100,000 to the church. I'll tithe when I have more money. And that stuck with me. And then years later, of course, Pastor Israel and I had several conversations that over the years, I always I always was in the lack, I would say, of tithing. But I can tell you, honestly, that the moment that I started tithing faithfully, my entire life changed. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that that is 
Well, I guess I am saying it is absolutely because I, I've started tithing that mm-hmm. God has started to bless me and bless the works that I'm trying to do. And if you stay faithful to the principles of tithing, that you will continue to be blessed. Hearing your philosophy of first things first, first seek the kingdom of God, I think, you know, for me, traditionally, you know, there was some faith step that I had to take. It was like some action that I had been, you know, hoarding my money, holding on so tight, like, oh, I can't let it go. And then one day we were out in the community and I watched Israel give away his last hundred dollars. And I, (laughs) he gave the money away to this person who needed it. And I said, are you crazy? That's your last hundred dollars. And I don't know if you remember this, but what you said to me was, what am I going to do with a hundred dollars? God will provide that person needs the hundred dollars. I have everything I need. And I kid you not like, Moments later, someone called on the phone and said that they were going to donate money to Garden Ministries for uh, Israel and his and his ministry. $2,500, $2,600. And 10 times, 20 times the amount of money he gave away. Yeah. His last $100. And he said to me, what am I going to do with $100 that God cannot do for me? Duken, uh, one of your hobbies, apart from fishing, is farming. When we talk about farming, we talk about the seed and the soil. And the seed is as good as it could be as it falls into the right soil. You have a handful of people at a new church, little money. Tell us, tell us your experience. How did you trust God with the little you had? Well, first to begin... I, I knew that God called me there. There was nothing there. I knew God called me there. I could have gone to another church. Open Bible has so many churches in the country, but I knew God called me there, and I'm going to stay there. When I went to the church, it didn't start happening just like that. It took seven years before I see a ray of hope. Mm. This is what people don't know. So are you like the Chinese bamboo? It's like the Chinese bamboo that you, I learned the principle of the Chinese bamboo that you plant the Chinese bamboo and the first year you water it and you keep it well and it's just about that size. Then the second year you water it and you keep it and it's it's just remain a little a little bigger than that. Or, and the thirty you do the same, the forty you do the same, and the fifty you do the same, and the fifty something happened with the Chinese bamboo, it blows up to up to ninety feet in the air. Ooh. Now the principle of that with our with a ministry or those in ministry, you think that you're in a place that God cannot do nothing. But when you're faithful to God, God begins to work. You doesn't know behind the scene because if he blesses you too quickly, he's going to the, the tree or the bamboo is going to fall and there is no foundation. So people do not know what you were doing, watering and beneath the earth, the fibrous root was moving wide. It was preparing a foundation to hold the blessing that is going to come. So it was uh, after seven years that I had the first ray of hope in that church. This, the income was only $700. 
mm-hmm. a monthly dollars. That's just about one US dollar in in USA, and that's what we live on for many years and pay tithes out of that, pay loans out of that because I met a loan. And and we did that for for even seven years, and then suddenly the ray of hope comes when someone came and preached and says, "If you don't give God something to do, He does nothing for you." And I asked God, "What do you want me to give you to do?" And He says, "Build me a building. All day pray, no barbecues, no buying, no selling, no begging. I believe God, and God." Build that building because now I understand why I had to do architect drawing because I designed the building, I managed the building, I work in the building, and with seven hundred dollars, we built a building that probably could cost today about two three million Titi dollars. That's true faith, if you ask me. I mean, seven years. I, I don't know if I could. I, I think they say God doesn't give you more than you can handle. I don't think I could last seven years. I, I, I had to see progress almost immediately with with my charity i i i i will say i lasted about six months i was about to give up and i i remember having this conversation with myself on my way down to serve breakfast one morning to the homeless and i just said well it's coming to the end of the summer it will be cold soon i suppose no one will blame me if i don't show up on sunday and I can probably tell these people who are helping me, they, they seem exhausted as well. So they probably won't mind if I tell them, we'll take it back up in the spring. And then I just never will. I'll go find a job and that will be that. And that very morning, this woman and her husband showed up. I did not expect them. And they brought their three children who were four, six, and eight and they helped us flip pancakes and they met my brother who was there and they talked with the homeless. And then a few hours later, I got a call from them and they said, Tim, we really like what you're doing and we're going to help you. And I thought to myself, okay, great. You know, they're going to give us, you know, whatever, a hundred bucks or something. And they said, we're going to mail you a check. And I said, okay. And I gave them the address and they sent it on and well, I got a call. My grandmother was our treasurer at the time, and she called me up and she said, Tim, she says, you got a check here for $2,500, and the rest is history. That $2,500 donation has turned into millions, oh. and and from, and from I didn't look back. Just from there, I just kept going and going and going. Well, and, do you want to know how God speaks to people? Do you want to know how he confirms things? This is a truly example of it. Mm-hmm. And with that, we'll be right back. Estegos is powered by the faithful donations from people like you. Their mission is to help everyone in the Treasure Valley through their community warehouse, housing programs, and the Boise Food Bank. They believe all human beings should be respected and loved. Each person is special and deserves to live their life to the fullest. If you want to donate to Estegos, go to their website, estegos.org, and click on the yellow Donate button at the top of the page. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot org, and click on the Donate button. Looking for a place to worship and connect in the Caldwell area? Come and join us at Deer Flat Church. We offer two Sunday morning services at 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m., providing flexibility to fit your schedule. Our services are filled with uplifting music, inspiring messages, and a warm, welcoming atmosphere. We believe that everyone is welcome, no matter where you are in your faith journey. Come see for yourself and experience the joy and fellowship of our community. Visit DeerFlat.org 
to learn more about our services and events. I look forward to seeing you there. And we're back with Beyond the Walls. We're going to have Pastor Israel give you a little bit of a prayer, or maybe Pastor Ducon will, but I just want to say thank you to everyone out there who's listening and welcome you to come to the estegos.org community warehouse with your ministries and your school classrooms, and uh, we'd love to meet you. Go to estegos.org, A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G, and get our application. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you today for giving us one more day that we can walk with you, we can work with you. We thank you for giving us life and for giving us life more in abundance. We acknowledge you as our God, as our creator, as our source. We fix our eyes only on you because we know that our help comes from you, the Lord, creator heaven of heaven and earth. Give us a good day that we may find opportunities to serve people in our community, to lift up your name as we love people, as we engage in the community, and as we lift your name on high by the love we have for one another, that the world may know that we are your disciples. At the end of the day, it is all about Jesus. I pray for every person who is listening to this program today. Just be with them. Empower them. Just just overshadow them with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name we pray. Amen and amen. And may the Lord bless and keep all of you listening to this program. And I sure it's going to bless your heart. And those who are there listening now and you have any situation, just bring it to God. I pray in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you and keep you, heal you, deliver you in a name that is above every other name. God bless you.